0: hey guys how are you doing um this is your host lucia here i am again uh touching another topic for today we're going to be talking about prayer um this one is exciting it's i think one of the most um misunderstood topics in christianity so I'm really excited to cover this one. Um, thank you so much for everybody's support. I've been having a lot of really good feedback of my previous podcasts. As always, if you hear something that's kind of funky or you don't agree with, just email me. Um, let's let's talk about it. There's my email address, algos at transformedbyhisword.org. Um, I'm not trying to spread any false information. I am just trying to spread what God has done for us. Um, And the point of this podcast is to get some awareness out there, uh, talk about things that usually people don't talk about, talk about things that people always talk about. Um, Just in general, Christianity stuff, um, try to clear out some of the muddy water stuff. Uh, So today let's talk about it. Prayer. Um, did you know, <laughs> and I think I'm going to start doing, did you know uh, starters? Cause I kind of like having fun facts, but did you know that there was a study done in 2004 and it revealed that 30% of atheists. So people that do not believe that God exists at all this is not the people that believe in energies right no they don't believe that god exists at all thirty percent of them say they pray thirty percent of them so even people that don't believe in god are praying um that means that it's it's something that we all do uh so prayer on the simplest form is a conversation with god um but It has the power to change your life. Uh, So, I read a quote. um, I think it was C.S. Lewis. I might be mistaken on that one. I didn't write it down. I should have. That said, that prayer is my conversation between myself and God. And reading the Bible is the conversation between God and I. So, uh, that's how you get the two-way street thing going on. So, Prayer, Um, let's see what the Bible has to say, right? Because that's what we do around here, is we look at the Bible. So, when Jesus was on earth, He taught us about everything, and prayer is not um, an exclusion of that. He actually gave us a model for prayer. This model is uh, founded in Matthew, um, Matthew 6. Verses 9 through 13. If you don't have your Bible with you, um, what are you doing with your life? You know you're going to need a Bible when you're listening to me. So go get your Bible. I'll wait a few seconds. All right. So now that you got your Bible, let's get in there. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Through 13. Um, if that wasn't enough time, just pause this and then play. Okay? Okay, we're back. <laughs> um, Matthew 6, 9-13 says, In this matter, therefore pray. This is Jesus talking. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our debt as we forgive other debtors, our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Yeah, so most people are very familiar with what I just read. Um, If you were uh, raised or have been around uh, the Catholic Church, you have to recite this, right? Um, It's something that you learn at a very, very early age. Um, Well, it's a great model. It's not the only way to pray. Uh, In fact, the Scripture tells us that we don't even know how to pray. <laughs> uh, isn't that crazy? So Jesus is like, here's a model, but I know you're going to mess it up, right? Because that's what we do as humans is we mess things up. So he tells us in Romans 8.26, we're headed to Romans 8.26. It says, likewise, this Spirit also helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself, this is the Holy Spirit, makes intercession for us with groanings which we cannot be uttered. So what this means is, yes, we have a model of prayer. Um, and the prayer that Jesus gave us is not, like, dismissed, uh, it's a great model, and if you study it, uh, if you do a deep study on it, it has some really great key points and how to structure your prayer life. But Romans here is telling us that it, it we just don't know, we just don't know how to ad- address God, <laughs> which totally makes sense because if you think about how big God is and how wonderful He is, like we don't have the words to even try to talk to the Almighty God. Um, But Romans 8.26 gives us a great, great assurance that the Holy Spirit Himself will intercede for us. So even when I don't know what to say, or when I'm mumbling in my prayer life, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, um, uh, uh, because I don't know how exactly to communicate what I'm feeling or going through. The Holy Spirit does, and He intercedes for us. So, we pray for many reasons, right? We pray to thank God for everything He has given us. We pray when we're in trouble, and that's like the most common prayer is when you're in trouble, or you're uncomfortable. Um, We know that we shouldn't just pray that, or when we're in trouble, but we do anyways. Um, But prayer is much more than that. Um, It is our open line of communication. With the one who created everything, so normally you see prayer um, when you're at church, or you know when you're going to eat something, or when you're going to bed. Um, and these are all great, but if you're praying because it's fill in the blank o'clock, or you know I'm supposed to before I fill in the blank, or I'm in trouble then um, I think you're missing out on the purpose of prayer. So like I said, prayer is an open communication between God and you. Um, We have talked about salvation. We have talked about the Bible. We have talked about baptism. Um, Once you have gotten to these points of, okay, I've been saved, I'm studying the Bible. I have gotten baptized. How do I really learn? How do I really communicate with that? Well, you do it through prayer. Um, the next verse I have is going to be in second chronicles second chronicles seven fourteen. Second chronicles seven fourteen says, if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. So this one right here really hits hard. Um, So when we have said yes to jesus and we have decided we're going to live for christ god says that we are to be humble in front of Him. um this is the creator of the everything <laughs> so you know what else can how else could you come before the creator of everything except for with great humility um but it says if you humble yourself that's step one then you pray, and then you seek his face. That's three steps. And then there's a fourth step, and you turn from the wicked ways. So even though salvation is a free gift, we have some responsibilities. We have some things we need to do. In this verse, it talks about four different things. The first one is we have to humble ourselves. No, you're not good enough, but... I think the humbling part already happened if you're at the point where you have said yes to Jesus. Now pride still comes back up once in a while, you need to like, kill it, you know, bury that thing down. (laughs) Um, But you have to be humble. You need to pray, um, and like I said, prayer is a communication with God. Seek my face. Seek my face is the whole idea of getting in the Word. Learning more about who God is. What has He done for me? What is He doing for me? Even if you're in a dark place or in a very hard situation, if you are breathing, right? If you are breathing, you can seek His face. You can be thankful for something. And then the last part is turn from your wicked ways. Sometimes, we are in hard situations because we're full of wickedness, because we're making bad decisions, because we think we know better than God does. Um, I'm not saying that every hard situation is because of that. I'm not saying that at all. But sometimes it is. Um, and we need to turn away from those things. So, for example, if I am. Uh, Drinking a lot right and I wake up with hangovers and I wake up going god Why am I hungover? Well, that's duh, right? God's like turn from your wicked ways and that's gonna stop So that's the common sense part of things um He's also Willing to let us have a sneak peek into other things otherwise, um We cannot know, like, things that fill our hearts. So, I don't know if you have noticed, there's this big push right now of follow your heart and, you know, do as your heart pleases and, yeah, guys, (laughs) guys, let me tell you, we don't know our hearts. Our emotions are running rampant if we don't have them in check with what God wants, if we don't have a hold of them, our our nature is wicked, 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 wicked. Let's go to Psalms 139, verse 24. Psalms 139, verse 24. It says, and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. So the psalmist here is saying, God, could you see if there's any wicked way in me? That has the connotation that he can't even see it. Right. And there are things. um, And I don't care if you've been walking with Jesus for five minutes or five years or five decades (laughs) Um, our hearts are wicked and we don't notice it we don't see it um we we really rationalize things to be done our way or be good for us or i have seen people uh following their wicked ways with scripture like they they will have scripture um to justify that. And that's because our minds and our hearts are naturally wicked. That's our inclination is for wickedness. Um, So the psalmist here, his prayer is, see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Um, Yeah, that's what we need to say. Lord, if there's anything in me, that is not of you, I don't want it. Or at least that's my prayer. Like, just, just take anything that's not of you and throw it away, get rid of it. I, I don't want anything that's not from you. Um. So, prayer-wise, he also gives us um, answers to common questions. Um, like, Things like, why are my prayers not being answered? <laughs> um, so let's look, look with me. Uh, James 4.3. We talked about, you know, we talk to God through prayer. Uh, sometimes God will respond through prayer. Um, I've, I've had that happen before. It doesn't happen all the time. It's not a normal occurrence. But most of the time, he'll respond with his word. So if you're praying, Lord, why are my prayers not being answered? Like I'm, I'm being here. I'm trying to do the right thing. I just, I just need you to do this thing for me, <laughs> or answer me, or something. Um, so James four three is a good passage to have an answer for this. James four three says, "You ask and you don't receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures." There it is, right there. You remember how our heart is wicked and we're asking God to take away all our wickedness? Well sometimes we pray selfish prayers. Um and God's like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer those. If you ask amiss and you ask for your own pleasures, those those prayers don't it's not that they don't count, but they don't—they don't make it. They don't get answered. They're not um, to further God, God's kingdom. They're not for the purpose of discipleship, which is remember our marching orders from last week. Yeah, if you're if you're asking, let's say, God, I really, 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 really want a sports car. Why? What well, we wickedness is you have in your heart that you need a sports card? That's a prayer that you can be like, mm, probably not going to get answered, right? Um, but if you're praying for things that are not for your own pleasure, that are not amiss, um, then he'll answer. If it's aligned with his will, he will answer. All right. Next scripture. Um, this one, I really like this one. It's First Thessalonians five seventeen. Thessalonians five seventeen. Um, so we basically need to pray to please God, right? And when we do that, He'll listen. Um, but we also need to pray all the time. <laughs> Okay? So it's not like uh, when you go to bed and when you eat and when you're going to start a Bible study or when you go to church. No. God says He wants us to pray all the time. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. Without ceasing. All the time, you guys. All the time. He doesn't want us to pray in a schedule. He wants to be your friend. I know. It sounds a little bizarre. Bizarre? That's a weird word. I can never say it right. Um, it sounds a little weird. But God really wants to have a, a very deep, intimate um, friendship with us. I know. I know. It's crazy. Um, we don't need to complicate a formula for prayer. There are lots of books that will tell you that you have to pray for at this times or for a long um, period of time or laying down or leaning or on your knees or on your face. Um, I remember years and years ago, I was doing a study on prayer. And um, oh, my goodness, it was so terrible Uh, because this book was talking about how you're supposed to pray one hour a day and you're supposed to pray in the quiet of a closet or a super quiet place. And once a year, you're supposed to have like a weekend retreat where you go by yourself and you pray the whole weekend. And I'm like. You know, years ago, I had four kids that were little. I was like, I can't do that. Um, and God really used that uh, book to show me that now I am your friend. I am here with you. I am with you all the time. So you know what I learned? I learned that I could be doing dishes and praying, and I could be changing diapers and praying. And I could be doing the mundane stuff and God is still there with me and I can have a conversation with them. So like things that are boring become like not so boring because now I have this chance, this cut in time that's going to be interrupted because mamas out there know this kids will not have any needs, especially if they know how to do dishes. Um, they suddenly have no need for you if you're doing dishes, especially if you're kind of mom like me that if I'm doing dishes and you come and talk to me, it's because you want to help me. Yeah. They leave me alone. <laughs> so yeah. So now I have this carved kind of time of let's say an hour, you know, cause we're a family of six. So there's a lot of dishes Um, where I'm going to be doing dishes and I can choose to do dishes and, mumble and complain about all these dishes and blah 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 this is so boring and my feet hurt and blah blah or i could be like hey lord what you doing so i'm totally doing dishes and this is what's going on right now and i can have all this time with him um and interact with him, and he's right there with me. So let's change the conversation in our mind. Um, Prayer doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, It can be. It can be very specific and methodical and all these things. I'm not saying that that's terrible. But if you're keeping yourself from a deeper relationship with God because you don't have the quote-unquote enough time to have in prayer—that's from the enemy. Don't don't listen to that. That is not true. You have time, even if it's changing diapers. Guess what? Jesus is right there with you when you're changing diapers, or when you're driving down the road, or which, by the way, if you have um, road rage of any kind, praying while you're driving. Kind of helps with that. Yeah, yeah, because then instead of just grumbling against, you know, that guy that caught me off, I'm like, Lord, help me. Because usually it starts with, Lord, did you see what they did? And he's like, yeah, but did you see what you did? Like, okay, help me. Help me know my heart. Help me to see the wickedness in my ways. I know I should not be this short-tempered. You know, so then you start having this conversation and he starts really working in your heart um, to that deeper relationship with him. So all of that to say, prayer is a beautiful (sighs) communication. It's a beautiful dialogue between you and your creator. He wants to talk to you. He is waiting to have that conversation with you. You don't have to hide anything. He already knows everything. Um, yeah, just just start. You don't have to have uh, this formula or this, you know, start button and button. Um, we say amen at the end of each prayer. Um, usually. Do you have to? I don't think so. Uh, I really don't. It's like it's it's not like an email that if you don't press that button, it's not gonna go. I mean, it or it's already in the here in the ears of your hearer. So whether you say Amen I or not at the end of your prayer, I don't I don't think that it's like a huge deal. Um, what I am gonna say though is you have to be very careful. Between um, the conversation in your head Being mixed up with prayer So prayer is a communication between you and God Hey God, let's chat about this And chat with Him about it With the expectation of listening from Him And knowing that He's going to tell you the truth Conversation with myself Is more like I wonder what I need to do about this. And and then I go in my own understanding and my own knowledge without acknowledging God. Those are two very, very different things. Um, Don't get confused. I'm not saying go have a dialogue with your head and that is enough. No, you need to to acknowledge that you are talking to the creator of the universe. So there is some... um, respect that comes from that it's uh interesting as you build your relationship with jesus because there's a fine line between being disrespectful to the lord of the earth and the heavens and being just chatting with your friend jesus you know and he is both so that's kind of where You know, you got to be careful not to blur those lines um, within yourself and just putting it back on him. Show me, Lord, if I'm being disrespectful. Show me, Lord, if there's any wickedness in me. Um, Okay, so I had said that I wanted to start giving you resources and books and stuff. Um, So if you have time and you want to dig deeper into this whole prayer concept, there is a book called Prayer <laughs> um, by Timothy Keller. Timothy Keller is probably in my top five favorite Christian authors. Um, he He's just really on point and straightforward and There's not a lot of fluff with him, so his books are not really long, and he gets right to it, so I really, really enjoy that about him. So, Prayer by Timothy Keller. Um, As always, transformbyhisword.org. Again, I am a biblical counselor. If you need counseling, that's my website. If you have any questions, Any concerns, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, give me topics. I actually have the topics for the rest of the year, um, but I'm always looking and see what I'm going to do after that. Um, Next week, we are going to be talking about, I'm calling it church flavors. And basically, I'm just going to talk about why is there so many churches? You know, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be talking about that. I don't know if I'm going to have as much scripture as I usually do, but that's what I'm going to be talking about, church flavors. So that's going to be a good one. And then the week after that, I'm going to be talking about apologetics. If you don't know what that is, sure to come back. It's going to be good. All right, you guys. Um, I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, You know how to get a hold of me. Go ahead and like, subscribe, share. Um, I appreciate all the love. Um, If we know each other personally, I thank you for listening to this. If we don't know uh, each other personally, I am so thankful that God is using this to teach you something. I'm hoping that you get lots out of it um, for His glory. Uh, and I think that's it. Transformedbyhiswork.org is the website. Uh, L-G-O-S-S at transformedbyhisword.org is my email address if you have any questions, concerns, or if you have topics for me to talk about. All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. God bless. I love you.